Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Ellen Coomer, who is an intuitive coach and training business leader and works with senior leaders in business to create the life they don't need a vacation from. And they want to make the switch from maybe corporate to something that brings more meaning to their life. And she helps them with their their ability to grow their business intuitively in the right direction. Ah, I love that. Ellen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Can you expand a bit more on, you know, where you are with your business today and who is it that you love to work with? Yeah, so I love working with, um, with people who want to make a difference. And they're possibly stuck because they're not sure what that difference is. They know they want something more. They want to do something with more impact, but maybe they're they're stuck a bit because they don't know what that is. Um, Or they know what it is, but they think, you know, one day I'm going to do that when I retire. Yeah. Like in five, 10 years, when I retire from corporate, then I'm going to dot, dot, dot. Um, And I just love it when that five, 10 years becomes six months and they realize Mm. they don't have to wait. They can create and make a difference today. And, you know, that's, it's part of the journey that I went on from leaving corporate. When I left corporate, I had no idea really what I was going to do. And just, it just unfolded step by step by step. And it's, you know, so I love working with those people. My business, you asked me about my business today, you know, today I'm at a place where, you know, I've got a successful business. I'm looking to take it to the next level and also balance that with my life. You know, how do I yeah. continue to have the life I want and not get sucked back into the, the hustle mentality that the 5am club the having to mm-hmm. work 60 70 80 hours a week you've got to do all this stuff to build your business how do I how do I keep the life that I love um and also grow the business and have more impact on on more people that's kind of beautiful and it's, it's kind of, sort of a staged approach so the way that you help your clients to you know take that next step to find that meaning intuitively and understand what, the, oh my gosh, what they want. That is such a fundamental foundation. Maybe, maybe that's the scariest part of all this is that initial blast of, ah, oh, shit, I, I either don't know what I want or I'm too scared to go after it. So can you talk to, to that side of it with your, with your clients and what they're feeling or what they're struggling with when they enter your world? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the hardest part for people is really owning what they'd love because we're not very good at just going, Hey, this is what I'd love. We go, okay, what, what's possible? What Mm. do I think is doable? What might be achievable? What won't upset other people in my life? You know, let's be, yeah, Mark, let's be realistic, right? Yeah, exactly. Let's be realistic. Smart goal. Um, (laughs) And, you know, 
we unconsciously then don't don't go for it we don't we don't we think we don't know what we'd love because it's easier not to know what we'd love than to know and either not feel we can go after it or to go mm -hmm. after it and to fail so we protect ourselves by not knowing what we would love and I very much had this at first for me and I see it with all my clients you know it's like that that moment it raises so much tension for people that moment when we go but oh my god I would love this whatever it is I would love my own business I would love an art gallery I'd love to take my family to Alaska I would really love a baby I would love you know all these things and the hardest part for people is is owning it and, yeah. and actually saying this is what I would love because we're not good at it we're not going hey this is what I'd love I mean it's like what would you you know what do you want to do for dinner I don't know what do you want to do for dinner I don't know where do you want to go like what would you love people we're not good at it. We're trained to make everyone else happy and, mm. and do what we think is possible. And most people create based on their circumstances. They look at their circumstances and go, what's possible? They don't look at what they would love and then take the step towards that. So how do you start to sort of break through that with maybe awareness, maybe with experience? What is it that you tap into that's maybe from your experience that you can help them through the, that initial phase? Well, I think the first part is awareness. It's like it's it's understanding our unique, um, you know, beliefs, mindset, stories, and often where that came from in childhood to recognize that it's, I call it our cage, right? The conditions, the agreements, the guilt, the expectations that we act based on. It's like our our spirit is in this cage and it's it, it's mm. cage. And so it's understanding what our unique cage is and where that came from and recognizing that the cage isn't real, like we made it up. And so it doesn't have to drive anything, but looking at what we're making life about based on our cage and, and going, is that really what we want life to be about? So yeah. it's that awareness first. And then it's, it's supporting people to reconnect to their intuition. You know, Einstein said intuition's a gift and the rational mind's a faithful servant, that we've created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. And mm. so it's about how do we how do we not discount our rational mind and our logic, but how do we put intuition at the forefront of that? How do we connect with what I call spirit to look at what our essence is, what our spirit truly wants to you know be expressed in the world and connect to that and use that intuitively? And yeah. then how do we put structures in place in our consciousness and in our mm -hmm. lives to support us to create that? Yeah, I want to tap into that for a minute because um I'll come back to expectations a bit later on, but I think your point there about we've lost our, maybe we've been coached, we've been taught, we've been trained to not listen to us. The logical mind kicks in, which keeps us kind of safe. But that ability to, to listen to ourselves and we all, we all have these occasions where it's like, ah, I should trust in my gut. I knew that was going to happen. Uh, all these blasts of, I, I shouldn't do this. And we, we feel it in our, our, our very soul this part of us that has been conditioned to you know, pause you know, think let's look at all the aspects that takes us further and further away from our physical feelings and intuition and takes into the the trained logical mind which has a place absolutely so to that point getting maybe the trust if, if maybe intuition is too big and you, know, you don't have to have crystals and be able to, you know, really see into the future. It might be a case of just being able to have that little bit of trust in ourselves. How do you start to al allow someone to hear, to listen, to know what to look out for? So 
it's a little bit different for everybody, but it's putting ourselves in a, in a state of, of what I call innocence, which is outside our thoughts and outside of our feelings, you know? Yeah. Um, and you, there's many different ways to do that, you know, acknowledging them and owning them, taking a breath, putting ourselves in our body, meditation. These are all different ways that we can connect into, into that voice, into giving ourselves that stillness to actually be able to listen. Mm. And, and, you know, and it's, then it's a practice, it's a muscle. It's like, you know, our, our intuition is like a dial up modem, you know, you remember back in the day, right? but, but we've got our thoughts and feelings, our cages, like a, our ego's got a direct broadband line, right? It's, it's so mm. there because we've been, we've been taught to listen to our thoughts and feelings. What do you think about that? How do you feel about that? Well, I don't care how you think or feel about that. Cause that's a, that's a reflection of your stories. It's a reflection of your belief system. The question is when you let go of your thoughts and feelings about something and you connect into yourself and you go, what is true? Mm. You know, what is the truth here? And, and that's, and then it's, it's learning to identify um, that the different energy of that, the energy of truth versus the energy of fear. Right? Mm. I love the way you said about the, the modem versus the instance. And I want, I want to flip that around. And the, the way that our intuition is, it's blast, it's instant. That is a direct connection to, to source, God, universe, higher power, whatever you believe in. Yeah. That is instant. It's true who we are. Then comes in the clunky, clunky, let's get this, the stories, the beliefs, the, the logic coming through. Um, yeah, that, that turns into a mechanical process rather than just instant light downloads yeah whatever to call it so i love sort of playing this kind of topic and just seeing these nuances and ways of i guess the more words we can put to this the more i truly believe that you know someone will hear this maybe from a british accent maybe from a different way it's like i've heard this a thousand times but now i get it or maybe you're in a place where you can hear it so um let's go back a few steps because you mentioned expectations as part of your your cage um and some of these things aren't real, but the expectations, ah, oh, damn it. They're so real. Expectations are probably our biggest downfalls as humans. When expectations aren't met, that's where stress, anxiety, doubt, fear, anger all comes in. How do you help? No, actually, forget the people. Let's talk about us. How do you work through your expectations as you continue to sort of grow your business? It, that's a great one. It's uh, for me, it's being aware and asking where they came from. You know, is this a societal expectation? Is this an expectation from family, from friends? Is this an mm. intrinsic expectation from myself? Um, and a lot of the expectations are about, you know, how we think we should be doing things. And I need to do it this way or this way or this way or this way or this way. And, you know, some people comply with expectations some people rebel against expectations and both of those can lead us away from our true path in actual fact you know mm. um so for me it's it's recognizing and spotting when i've fallen into the trap of doing something that is an expectation of how something should be done as opposed uh. to aligning to my truth and you know it goes in waves right because you recognize it, you see it, you out it, you go, oh, okay. And then you're back on your own true path again. And then yeah. something happens and it knocks you out of that, you know, or you're going to a new level and you you're back going, well, before I've learned how to do it without working 80 hours a week, but now I want to grow my business. So now 
what do I have to do? Well, I must work harder. I must do all of these things. And then it takes a while for me to go, God, I'm doing it again. You know? Oh, crumb that let's pause there. That, that, that concept right there of, you know, if I want to see success, well, then I have to work longer hours and to do this, then it has to be harder. It's like, okay, there's the logical, but is that a rule? Has at least one person grown their business by working less hours? Has at least one person grown their business with ease and flow? Absolutely. And yeah. right, your hands up in the air. Okay, yours is, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this is part of it. But we have that. Okay. And and you said you, you still fall into that trap. So what is it like when you? What is it that caused you to fall back into that before you've actually caught yourself in the act? What does that look like for you personally? For me, it's about, it's when I get stuck in the, uh, the wanting to grow without and losing sight of the service very often. Mm. It's wanting the business to grow. I get, I can get stuck in scarcity as opposed to my abundance mentality. Um, yeah. And then it's like, okay, I want, I want more. I want this. Therefore I have to do all of these different, different things. Mm. And it, it, it feels like everything's a slog then. It feels hard, you know, things that would normally be enjoyable feel like they're tough. I can't be bothered. I don't want to get up in the morning, you know. Yeah. And for me, the ultimate, if I allow it to go too far down the road, is this feeling where I'm like, I just want to burn it all down. You know, <laughs> I want to burn the yeah. whole lot down. I want to be done with everything. And I've been through the cycle enough now. When I got to that point, I'm like, oh, hang on a second. Mm. I've lost sight of actually my true vision, my true end result, what this is really all about. And I, I've become about, it's become about making the business big and complicated and, and all of the things that, you know, my there, belief that, system that goes, that right has there, to can be. I, yeah, can I underline that and put that in capital letters because big equals complicated. Chatted with um, someone else comes, it was a, a couple of days ago talking about okay I, I need to improve my business therefore do i need a new website I, I need an app to go with my coaching i need to do this course i need to do this it's like no hold on who said it had to be more complicated there might be the right methodology the right platform but big growth to double triple 10x your revenue doesn't always mean make it more complicated sometimes it can be how do i make it simpler um so I love that you brought that that up. And again, these are things that easily, I'm sure you you find yourself catching stuff. Ah, oh, what can I do to make this even bigger and better and, and different? I and mean, you over, oh, how do you overcomplicate your business right now? Let's get on that route. No, oh, I, I just like I, I have I've had a story that I've only recently identified, which was you can't make money from old rope. And I don't know if it tracks well globally, but it's you can't make money by doing the same thing over and over again, essentially. And so I realized I was, I wouldn't put the same workshop on. I'd be like, no, but I have to change it. It has to be. So I had all of these offerings out there, more and more and more yeah. complexity. And I suddenly, I, I can't remember, I just identified the story. And I said, oh my God, I can see how that story is playing out in my life. And when I could see it, I could go, but is that true? Do I even believe that? You know, it's just, it's just one of those things that messages yeah. you hear as a kid, right? And then I'm like, I don't even believe that. Actually... So why now am I spending all this time and energy trying to make more offerings, just putting more and more things out there? Mm. Now I'm like, no, no, actually, I, I need to simplify it back down. Yeah. I need to go, okay, but what is really going to serve people? What can I strip out? And it's difficult, right? It's like, it, it's, 
it's like it's a term in writing but you want to get to the next level right? you need to do something different, different bigger better and that analogy is i think is kind of perfect and let's let's double tap that uncle frank so frank kern global marketer okay he, he has got some amazing concepts and thoughts and advice his biggest one is if it's working do more of it the end come on if it's working keep doing it if it's not don't it's as simple as that and so that leads into the sort of self-sabotage that okay what what do we need to do whether whether that concepts come from us as kids or whether it's picked up along the way from a movie or a film or a tv series or a book and then it's been ingrained because we want to then live to that kind of persona it's like well of course if i need to do this i need to you know double the, the webinars that I'm doing or do something different. I need my courses to be done in a different way. I need to change the way my coaching is structured. There's all these different elements rather than have you maximized where you are right now? Is this at full capacity? Is this the right way? If that's working, what if I do two of them a week rather than just the one? What does that look like? And there's so many playful ways of doing this rather than, okay, I've got to this. Now let's strip it and change it completely. And then wonder, huh, why, why is it not working? So where where have you found that you, you've veered off track and hit this point of, oh, I, I'm trying to change something that wasn't actually broken? Definitely in the marketing of the business. I yeah. think this is where I get stuck because my background's in sales. Um, and so I'm very comfortable with, with sales, with marketing. I've always been very uncomfortable. And... Hmm. M- and I've been learning a lot more about it because I work with a lot more, you know, entrepreneurs now. And, and I thought, I, you know, I should learn more about it. But of course, now I'm listening to all these people going, you should be doing all of these things. And there's a, there's a part in me that's always that good girl. that's like, oh, well, I should do all the things, you know. And so I started doing all the things. I mean, I wasn't really doing all the things because I didn't want to do them, but I thought I should be doing all of them, right? So I was doing none of them very well, but, you know, I should be doing social media marketing and I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And I should be sending emails. And I should be doing all these things they're all coming from this energy of should now mm. some of them are true for me actually but but not from that energy of should because that 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 energy is what's going to create for us as well um and so i can get stuck in stuck in that and go away from actually what i've always been really good at which is just yeah. referrals and meeting people um and i got really you know stuck at the end of last year trying to do all of these things um and then i took six weeks and went to south africa and got three clients and it's like it's when I just get back to leaning into like you were saying the things that you're good at doing and do more of that and lean into that rather than try and do the things I think I should be doing but that's Mm. a big one for me and now I look back at the beginning of my business I mean I did talks in people's homes I did like Tupperware parties you know because someone said hey could you come to my house and do a talk for me and my sisters I went sure why not feels good you know um and now I look back and go oh that was marketing you know actually that was using other people's network but I didn't think of it like that because I was enjoying it (laughs) and so now it's like for my own business how do I how do I bring that back in how do I do the things I enjoy to expand the audience to serve more people rather Mm. than getting locked into what I think I should be doing that you know everybody is telling me I need to be doing to grow the business because and that, that noise is it can be so overwhelming and they're all true we say this time and time again every strategy works it all works but what's right for you for your alignments for your identity if you miss that piece and you're out of alignment and it's it's not true for you then no wonder it doesn't work and it feels hard and we're out of alignment with it just just with our brain chemistry so where because there's a flip side of that is 
where do you feel that maybe this over extends so the law the natural law of rhythm it swings into okay i've over overcompensated i go back into what's safe what's good where are you in this next iteration because we're always growing and where you're going is okay how do i what is the next level what does that look like what do i want where do you find you're still playing it maybe a bit safer a bit smaller but you can justify the hell out of it but actually it 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 comes from a place of maybe worry. Maybe it's fear. What what part is that? It's like, yeah, I know this. I know the theory behind it. I just, I just can't work through that just yet. What's that? The, the creating the simplicity is one thing. It's mm-hmm. like I'm like I get the truth of simplicity. But, but all of the things that I do are good and they all help people. So that's like the justification, right? The, yeah. the, letting, the letting go of that. Um, and I think the other thing is, to, is, to, is being out there more, you know, is, is that, that step of going, you know, I've grown my business through, through referrals, through meeting people. And, and I get the truth of stepping outside of that um, and being out there, being more visible. Mm. And... And then, you know, it's easy to go, okay, but well, that there's fear in that, right? There's trepidation in that because, you know, what happens and all the thoughts and feelings come up. Um, and then where that can put me into is, so how do I do that? How do I get out yeah. there more? And then there's the 72 different ways that people have done it that's worked for them. And then my brain goes, okay, well, I need to do all these 72 different ways. And when I catch myself there, it's going back up to the, okay, but what is the way that's aligned for me? Yeah. And then you know, having the, the follow through, because this is the will then to go, okay, even though that's terrifying, even though that's scary, I'm, I'm going to do it. And uh, that's where I'm at, at the moment, I think is that is that kind of like, okay, I know what it is now. Now it's just holding my feet to the fire to go, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to keep doing it, I'm going to keep on this pathway, and not get um, sidetracked by shiny objects. Because I'm yeah. a big, you know, my cage is a big shiny object thing. That's one of its main strategies. Oh, this looks fun. Go and do this over here. So you forget about mm-hmm. this strategy over there. Yeah. So that's the holding my feet to the fire is where I'm at at the moment. Oh, and love not that. allowing the not allowing the magpie effect to take over. <laughs> the magpie effect. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Ellen, thank you so much for sharing you know, what it is and how you help people, but also behind the scenes of what you're going through in this next level for you. It's fascinating. I love breaking this down. Thank you. You're welcome. It's been fun. Nice. And if you want to find out more about about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? They can go to createyourlushlife.com. What more do you want? If you're curious, like, hell yeah, that sounds cool. Go and check it out. But Ellen, again, thank you so much for being here. It's been been an awful lot of fun. It's been fab. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their (laughs) earballs. All the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours.
<laughs> See you next time. Bye.